0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on the Thursday night after the All-Star Draft, after the trade deadline has wrapped up. A lot to talk about. PJ, this might be a long one, but we'll see how fast we can get through all this stuff. How are you?
1: Like my, my romantic life ultra, it always ends
0: shorter than you think. I'm Sorry to hear that. So before we dive into things, I was driving to work this morning, and it was a longer commute than usual because it was snowing and had, had plenty of time to listen to, I don't remember what, basketball podcast. I was just thinking about what could happen during the trade deadline today, and I was thinking about, I think someone had brought up the John Wall injury, and I was thinking to myself... How would I feel if the Timberwolves traded Andrew Wiggins for John Wall? Right now? Yeah, right now. Like today. Like right before the deadline. Would I be mad? Or would I be thrilled? And I think I've landed on that I would be fine with them trading Andrew Wiggins for for John Wall. Not getting anything else in return? Uh, You know, preferably... We could get rid of Dang's contract with Wiggins. That would be nice. But if it just had, I mean, they ma- they would have to include some. The Timberwolves would have to include something in the deal to make salaries work. I like prior yeah, to yeah. But Bayless. what else did
1: the Wizards? Uh, I mean, you're you're playing four dimensional checkers there, along with LeBron, I guess. But I mean, if that's your that's your
0: mojo, I I well, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Am I crazy to think that?
1: Yes, if it was pre Achilles tear, maybe not. But I'm not. I'm not doing that with that <laughs> many years, that amount of money. Like whatever you say about Andrew Wiggins, he's still an able body. Yeah, you're paying him a lot, but you you still able to. You can still use him, and you can contribute. John Wall might is a that might be a 12 month. I mean, you've got a ways to go with him. I mean, John Wall. We might not see John Wall play for the next season and a half. And I'm not talking about the rest of like end of this year, all of next year, and maybe halfway through the year before. Like
0: it might be, uh, I don't a know. While. I, th- I mean, we're not going to see him next year. But I, I, if I'm if I'm assuming at the 2021 season, or excuse me, the beginning of the 2020 season, I have a healthy John Wall.
1: I, I think I think would, I'm ready. That would that would be a real interesting play for a Timberwolves team that doesn't um I think is, is would like to continue to try to compete and make the playoffs. I think that's kind of their focus. I playoffs. I I mean that and that's a tough task for them. Like they need as many able bodies as they can to do accomplish that. Um
0: I mean my thing. That though, wouldn't be my first call, man. I think if you, I think that if you just sat Wiggins and played Josh Okoji instead, and just gave him all of Wiggins' minutes, I think they'd probably win more games. I don't think Wiggins is that bad. That's. I think you're being you're real, being you're being
1: very nice. You are saying Andrew Wiggins is 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 worse to play than to not play it. Like is is he's,
0: oh he's a minus. With that every much second, of a minus? every, every second, every second he's on the floor is just those are bad minutes. Oh, man. Historically, well,
1: yeah, but
0: you, you, you might should. get uh, unless he's playing the Thunder. Nope, unless he's playing the Thunder or unless he's playing the Cavs. Andrew Wiggins minutes are 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 not not good.
1: This is just the wildest. I wasn't expecting this. I had I had a fun like you know kind of warm up. Of non-basketball related things to talk to you about before we got into all of it but the text exchange we've been sharing the last week since we last recorded even well even just probably post since we last recorded uh earlier this week like your your takes on a lot of this the, the, coming with this andrew wiggins trade idea very your, conflicting they're very <laughs> conflicting what do you mean well, we'll get into it when we get go through these trades, but they are very conflicting <laughs> thought processes there.
0: I'm I'm coming more from heart than brain at this point. You coming for Josh Andrew. Hart? <laughs> I I w- would be absolutely thrilled if they traded Andrew Wiggins for Josh Hart. So here here's a little snapshot of what would Andrew you Wiggins, want
1: Andrew? Would you want Hassan Whiteside over Andrew Wiggins right now?
0: say that again sorry you cut out for us. would second. you
1: want Hassan Whiteside over Andrew Wiggins right now
0: yeah sure we'll go. yeah I'd pretty much take anyone if we can get rid of that contract Dion Waiters let's do that oh I will throw in a second rounder that's fine yeah <laughs> give us give us Dion give us whoever he is shooting. I know it's three games. He's shooting thirty-two percent this month.
1: He's had a. He lost month.
0: three games. He's had, had a bad for, month. He went t- ten for twenty-eight tonight. He's shooting eleven percent from three in February. He's had a bad he's, month. He's I, exactly, terrible. Who
1: hasn't had a? Who has had a good February so far? February's been a little rough overall.
0: Well, how like, about January? He shot thirty nine percent from the field. <laughs> I didn't have
1: a good January either. Overall, he shot thirty one. Not having a good uh, twenty
0: nineteen. I mean, but you got second yeah. half cat. So there's that. We got second half cat. You have second half cat now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Our let, the, let, let, let the let the let the people show. know that you traded Demarcus Cousins for. Carl Anthony Towns. One of my
1: favorite players for Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, because I wanted yep. to win and I didn't know what was going to happen it's with Anthony Davis. It was a good insurance policy if Anthony Davis got put on the pine for the rest of the season. It's kind of what it's
0: I a, It's a sacrifice that winners make. President and-
1: of the President of the Carl Anthony Towns Hater Club now has Carl Ant- Anthony Towns on his fantasy basketball team. Yes. All these things are exactly what the people were downloaded this episode. This may be their, their fifth basketball podcast they're listening to because I know on, on this Friday there's probably seven to a thousand basketball podcasts all talking about the trade deadline. And here we are doing our best talking about Andrew Wiggins' potential John Wall trades and our fantasy basketball league. Hey, I, we we just like and bringing... guess what, folks? We're not gonna start talking about the trades yet because I have this proposition. <laughs> I need okay. to ask Ultra. Let's. I'm ready to Did stop talking about Andrew Wiggins. We spent I've eight minutes entertaining Ultra's <laughs> a, fan fiction drama of of John Wall getting for Andrew Wiggins, and now the real hard pressing questions: Would you rather stub your toe or bite your lip? Oh, What's you, more painful? I, I would much rather
0: bite my lip. You think stubbing your toe is more painful? Well, it, so if it is your big toe, that I, I'm cool with. Like you got some more stability there. It's overall not as painful. But if you're if you're stubbing your pinky toe in particular, but any of your yeah. uh, any of your teeny toes, like that's gonna hurt. Like though you might break it off. It doesn't take a lot to break the toe that toe. And it just hurts like
1: hell. Yeah, I mean, I've hit, I've clipped my the side of my foot on my bed a lot. But this all started, and that hurts. I stub my toes started, a lot, folks. I'm, and you bit your lip this week, right? I bit my lip yesterday, and it still hurts. I bit it hard. I like bit into a piece of toast, and just I was in a rush. I was, I was doing too many things, and I just chomped hard and it's hurting still maybe yeah. the hardest lip bite i've ever had um
0: in the history of my life that sucks man i kind of think in like but so that changed. that yeah, just flipped your mind on all this stuff
1: only because it's la i mean it's still bothering me two days later like i feel like i can still taste blood from it jeez like sub toe is like instantly you're just like you're cussing every word in the book but it goes away rather quick like i've never had a stub toe where i'm like it hurts walking or anything like that like a day later it's you know the first 20 minutes and then we're it's a rush of pain then we're okay usually well i'm i'm glad you made it through but stubbing your toe sucks. I've done that way more times, so the accumulative pain of that almost feels the same as like this one lip lip bite.
0: I uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I that's well, I wanted your opinion, and you're saying you're saying stub toe is worse. A hundred percent stubbed stub toe is worse. Yeah, I mean you. you I guess I, I can't remember the last time that I just bit my lip and it was just a really bad situation, but I'm most like of the some time fo- that's just I'm something some that's, 40- that's, a, that's a mild annoyance and in the moment. It's really not that bad, but if you really suck your toe, that's going to linger. That's, I mean, I've got
1: like a some 41 going. fat lip situation going on here right now. <sighs> wow. Yeah, it's bad.
0: Well. It's bad. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, you know that's else? my
0: take. I'm not changing my mind just because you're you bit your lip. I'm 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 firmly on the. I was though.
1: I was trying. I was hoping you were going to talk for a few more seconds. I was really trying to think of a way to transition that into um,
0: trades. Yeah, but yeah. Here's well, it. here's so here's. You put, it you put you put a poll on. You went, real quick. You put a poll on Instagram though. So did you get much?
1: Well, traction I got on pointed that? out by a, a friend of ours, uh, significant other that I. Shouldn't have done it as a question. I should have done it as a poll because I didn't do the picks. I didn't know you could change the, like, selection on there. I thought it was just, like, a yes or no.
0: I don't do a lot of Instagram so stories. I so haven't done a lot recently. I but I am certainly not the expert, the expert
1: in that department. Yeah, I yeah. have to I have to do more research to see before I confirm like this. But anyway, you know who might get a fat lip, Ultra? Some of these Eastern crazy. Conference teams <laughs> trying to get to the finals. We got ourselves a goddamn arms race. In it was, the words, it
0: was it was really fun at the top of the Eastern Conference at the trade deadline.
1: We have an arms race, buddy.
0: Where do you want to start?
1: Everywhere. We. This is this this <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Fallout Boy, folks. 'Cause this ain't a scene, it's a goddamn arms race in the East now. I I have the contention that Ender, Avengers Endgame might not be the biggest block blockbuster hit this spring. Might be the Eastern Conference semifinals. Wow. Might be the, the some of the most ambitious collaborations in the history of basketball are occurring right before our eyes. Um so if you've been under a rock and then you've come to the point forward to understand everything that occurred on this trade deadline that, you know, maybe your maybe your friends are more into basketball. Maybe you only listen to because 'cause you're friends with us. Maybe you accidentally downloaded this and were just hoping for a PowerPoint tutorial or a TED talk of something really different, but somehow you've this, this episode's ended up in your eardrums. Um the the trades that occurred in the East will will start in chronological order with uh, the first shot that was fired, which was in true uh, true fashion with this podcast. Uh, the n- next day after we had released an episode, mid, it was it was uh, early morning. Um, overnight, the uh, uh, 76ers and the Clippers had a trade. Uh, it was We got a Woge bomb before dawn type situation uh, in which the Sixers acquired Tobias Harris, Boban, and Mike Scott for Landry Shamet, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala. A 2020 first-round pick, a 2021 first-round pick from Miami, uh 2021 second, and a 2023 second-round pick. So four total picks for Tobias Harris, who uh, will be a free agent this summer, joining the likes of, of Jimmy G. Buckets, Joel, and um, – Ben Simmons and, and Alter. The first question I have to ask you um, about this is: How excited are you? And is it too early for me to
0: want a Boban and Joel Embiid buddy cop movie? It's not too early. I think that they should uh, remake Lethal Weapon. Is my pick. Uh, I would. I would love for them to just. I want a
1: rush hour situation with them, since Joel. Well, I mean, they're both. Um, international players so never mind but one of those situations uh or a uh men in uh, men in black with those two i think would because bobon kind of looks like mo- an alien in some ways with his
0: <laughs> the just his ears
1: his giant
0: oh, ears tell you what if you want if you're not following bobon on on social media it's it's worth your time Go find a picture of his hand compared to any normal him object. Holding a, uh, was it a softball? Oh, I'm thinking of him just like having his arm, his hand on someone's shoulder, and him looking like a not a human being. But he's uh, like it's pretty amazing that him and Tobias are staying together. Yet again, and better trade duo: Tobias
1: and Boban, or. Uh, Nick Scousius and Wade Baldwin. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll get to that. That's, uh, oh boy. I feel, I legitimately feel bad for them. They got if, the full written tough. hours, what we call that. I feel a little bad for Stanley Johnson, too, but, you know, it happens. Uh, but all in all, very interesting trade. I think it was, an. and, go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to ask, uh, Are you surprised by the amount that the Sixers gave up and that, well, and more so, what the Clippers were able to get for Tobias, who a lot of people had had preconceived notions he was going to leave this summer no matter what.
0: So, for what they were able to fetch, are you shocked by that? Yeah. I am, very. I think that two first rounders is just way too much. We're talking. One of these is unprotected. Which one is it? Sorry, as I'm. It's the. 2020 first rounder the Miami pick no 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 I think it's I I do not I think it the Sixers pick is not protected and I think the 2021 via Miami I thought it pick. was reverse okay I th- yeah. I believe that is the case uh, I'm looking at a like ESPN has kind of a they have a I like guess summary and it doesn't have protections in here but no that's what uh, I it was that's not. it's it's we got a bad list. I was, folks. Surp- I was surprised. I was surprised. I'm surprised they got as much as they did, especially because there's no way that other teams were. I just don't believe that this was a bidding war for Tobias Harris. And they knew, like, where did the Clippers get this leverage from? Jerry West really, really pulled this one out. Uh, great, great uh, decision by them. Um, to go get something for Tobias and I gotta say oh yeah yep. Rajon Rondo just said that yep. game winner yep. yeah he did that, in Boston <laughs> <Yeah>. Lakers <laughs> that are back was, baby that was tight uh, a little real time action for the listeners here so uh, I did not reunite
1: the team man all these AD talks gonna just wash away because of Rajon Rondo
0: I think Tobias Harris is a good fit the counter argument against this is that they now have a lot of players that are ball dominant and i get it i don't think this is going to be something that he he comes in and this is all going to look great from night one um but hey the sixers are all in and it's fun if i'm the sixers would i necessarily would have done that i don't Probably not, but I also think that this might be an indication that they're moving on from Jimmy after the season.
1: Ooh, I, I, th- so I don't know if that's, I think their intention with this, and the only reason I think you do this kind of deal is that you're trying to, one, you want to keep Tobias long term, but two, yeah, you're doing it to pair him with Jimmy. And I think they're going to try to keep, have this be their, their quote unquote, big four. Um, I do believe if you were to look though and say if Jimmy and Tobias, who's a better long-term fit if we're with uh, Ben Simmons and, and Joel Embiid, and I think it's Tobias. I think that is a more seamless 100%. basketball transition. One hundred percent. Like I would. 100%. That's a that's an easier big three, I guess. And if you have Jimmy, but um, they can sign all of, all three uh, or both of them and, and have that be a core. Um, it is uh, surprising, though, the amount they gave up because of, yeah, where <laughs> the intentions of Tobias. Um, and I don't really know what sparked this for them, but I think, I mean, it's... it's This clear,
0: came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it's clear that they have decided that all in all, like, the the process needs to be over completely and, like, this isn't... Uh, it's time to start winning and it's time to like contend for this east. Um Well they had they had, yeah, that was the narrative after they
0: got Jimmy. Right. And they, so didn't, this make is they, doubling, they didn't make progress. They not They haven't made I'm progress. I'm just saying this that. is just doubling yeah. down on that. Yeah. They You're right. They they didn't take a leap really. Like they had no. been a pretty good team since the beginning of the year no. with Embiid and Simmons and then they got Jimmy and they've continued that path but they didn't really take a leap. Yeah. And the other f- interesting thing is that in this is that I think Mike Scott is better than Muscala, and that's yeah, they've I'm been not hurting. Mike, I'm not a Mike Muscala fan. No, he hasn't been great, and they. Uh, I think Mike Scott helps the their depth a little bit. Oh,
1: is he really? <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, you know that was a story earlier this year. We don't need to rehash that right now. Um, okay. No, I was gonna say <laughs> the the piece too is that. Um, yeah, I just found it funny because I mean, we talked about, I think a little bit on the last episode, so about the Sixers in general, but like since they traded for Jimmy, I haven't had gotten a very good read on them. So I just laughed when I saw this Tobias because my kind of feeling was all right. I'm gonna really commit to like an opinion on the Sixers overall. I mean, I thought they were the fourth best team in the East even after getting Jimmy. But then this Tobias thing, it, it turned into a whole. Back to the drawing bird situation with my assessment of of them as a team. Um, it is, and we're going to get into this with the other two trades, just of them, like, but the 76ers are essentially doing like a 2K franchise, try to, like, build a roster midseason with all the trades. Um, and that's probably the biggest red flag I have is just how much of a, a turnover this roster has really had if you you think about, how they came into this season, and who's on this roster now? I mean, they've last year added pieces at the deadline, then in the bio market with Ilyasova and um, Bellinelli, and it helped them a lot. But you're adding fundamental pieces that you're going to have to change how you're playing on a night-to-night basis. This wasn't; these aren't pieces that fit you know right in or upgrades to what you're already doing. You're Now twice going to have to completely change your just your approach your 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 game plan is now completely wiped clean so it's a lot of pressure now on Brett Brown for sure.
0: Yeah, I this is gonna well, I think there's a lot of pressure on him immediately after Jimmy came to town, but I don't I just don't see how it's gonna just. just a hundred percent work with Simmons and Jimmy. Like they tried to, they played Jimmy a little up point. Uh, and I think they're going to, we're going to see more of that and they should stagger those, like they should stagger their minutes as much as much as possible. The pro like they should, in my mind play small and have Jimmy and, um, have Jimmy run point kind of with Simmons and beat off the floor. Uh, because,
1: yeah, I don't hate like, that.
0: Like Tobias Harris I think can can fit with him. Tobias Harris is low key one of the best shooters in the NBA. He's been 40, you know, f- above 40% yeah. higher volume for 4 years in a row. And where I think this could be a problem is that someone's shots are going to diminish here and I, Jimmy I don't think was getting enough looks to start and I don't think you want Embiid who's very low key because of some of the other huge seasons guys like Harden, Giannis, KD, Steph, you know. Like it's it's not being it's not being highlighted as much as it should be. Like Embiid is averaging 27 and 14 and is one of the most high he's I think he's second in usage rate in the NBA. And um I mean, we know the guy great.
1: on the roster that's willing to give up jump shots. It's <sighs> We would want to probably take more, but I
0: still I just love the montage of him making threes and shoot around before a game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the that, GIF reactions superimposed into Vince to it. McMahon. Yeah, oh, just the best. But um, yeah, yeah, what a bizarre, so, what a, what a. Hey, do you know what else is so underrated about this? Is I want all trades to come overnight like this because. I love waking up and seeing, like, kind of, not a blockbuster, but, a, you know, it moves the needle, a, a more impactful trade, and you wake up, and, like, you don't even need coffee. You're just ready to go. Like, all right. You rock I hard gotta with think of,
1: Woj, off a of Woj bomb. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so there were two other trades that part of this arms race, but um, – and I don't even know if this – this one was um, – this, this started it for sure, but – um the other two that occurred was uh Stanley
0: Johnson for Thonmaker. <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's gotta be it. That was
1: it. Hashtag Bucks Better. Um was a yeah, two part trade of the Bucks where they traded uh, thon, they they traded Thonmaker for Stanley Johnson and a pick, and then they turned Stanley Johnson, and that pick, and to Nikola Miritich. Um, so that trade happened today, and as was on with Jason Smith. Um, so four first-round picks, or second-round picks total, M- Milwaukee is sending to uh, the Pelicans for essentially the services of a, a man for hire and, and a mercenary in March Nico, which is much different than the other Eleven months of Nico Miranchich, but I think March Nico at least is going to lock up that one seed for the Bucks um, just uh, by his own production, and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. How you know how much you can ride that, but so the Bucks had Nico and the Toronto Raptors, in my opinion, with. Other than other than Woj, Woj won today, by the way. Of anyone in this, all these trades, Woj won. Um, he waxed the floor with Shams, so R.I.B. Shams for, for this trade deadline. Took a big L to all the Woj bombs. He's been t- taking an L for a little while now. Yeah, Woj has been on a streak. Woj, Woj did not like that his title was being uh, cha- challenged, was being in question. He's, he's been on a Shouts streak Shouts to lately.
0: Shams for giving it a, a solid effort, though.
1: He'll be back. Shams is going to probably break like the Kyrie news this summer. A couple other people. Um, Shams kind of maybe runs the off season a little bit more than and Woj has got the regular season. But the... And the draft. We digress. Yeah, and the draft. The Toronto Raptors acquire Marcus Saul for Jonas Valanciunas, Stellan Wright, CJ Miles, and a second-round pick to the Grizzlies. Um... And what I really wanted to get to more, I mean, we spent a lot just talking about the Tobias Harris, but was the one trade that I don't, no one really talked about, or piece that was going to move. There was had been rumors of the Pelicans looking to move Nikola uh, Mirotic for something, and you know, a couple weeks ago we mentioned that the Grizzlies were looking to move both Conley and Gasol. Gasol Gasol's the one that ends up moving out of this, but. and there was a ton of stuff with just the Raptors in general between Conley and and with Utah moving Lowry to Utah and um kind of with the the move they make they they upgrade and and get Marcus Saul who's going to add a crazy dimension to um to that offense uh and, and is a huge upgrade for Valanciunas but um my first question with with, with that is do you where do you see the the Raptors in comparison to the Sixers? Um I mean you can if you want to throw the Bucks in there, I have a bias and and think that that's going to be the easiest transition. Um but of these three trades of this arms race, like which of these situations do you think is the toughest? It's going to be the toughest for them to get this thing into into gear with Ultra.
0: Well, so do you mean after the tr- after yeah, the trades that went down today who do i think is least likely to make the conference finals is that really the question no
1: i mean cuz at this point i'm not ready to it, it we seems don't tough it to yet. to say with cuz uh, because there's a lot of unknowns with this cuz i mean i this is the first time i can remember in a little while where you're having these fundamental like core changes to teams like in this way a lot of the time, you see these trades, but they—they they really do fill a need, or they—they—they they, they do fill some sort of hole within a team. And but you're not seeing like, in my opinion, like the Sixers and the Raptors are going to like they are how they're going to run and operate as a team for this the second half and towards this playoff run is going to be completely different than the first half team we've seen and you know where where they're all at so. And inclu- we're kind of including the Celtics in this, who didn't make any trades, but like those are the that top four. Those top four teams are, um, you know, we'll see if it, if Indiana can stick around. But like, it, it's a four team race right now for the East, and like all four have loaded up to to take it. But, um, I I I, I wonder. I want to you know from your perspective, also, like, what do you see? from the Raptors to the, the Sixers situation. Cause I think those two are the grander projects that are going to be taking place. Like of those, like which one do you think is going to come together? I guess you could go in two ways better. Like the, the potential end outcome, which one is a higher ceiling, but which
0: one do you think will actually reach its potential faster? So, yeah, I like that because I, I think the answer to that or, or, one team fits in in one of those and yep. one team in the other fits in the other, which is the higher ceiling is Philly. Yes. No question. Yep. Because if they can find the right balance and to have minutes staggered the right way so that Jimmy can get enough to be happy, which is, you know, asking a lot. Who can really uh, ever bi- make Jimmy you can, happy? You can integrate Tobias Harris. You're going to give and bead the ball enough that like, the big thing with him is, like, if they could get him be more easy buckets, he's having to work for his 27 a night. Like, he's getting the line a lot, which is great. It gets the other team in foul trouble. But it also is just – he's just battling. Yeah. If you can get him more easy buckets and he can shoot a little higher percentage, I think that that takes if, him to another level. Yeah. I mean, if you can make
1: Embiid's oh, – keep getting in that 27 but be more efficient and have to give him less touches, then you can easily just give those – extra possessions to to jimmy and and then like you've corrected that problem right there but that would be one thing to do but now you also have to incorporate tobias harris who's
0: coming in but i i think that it's being overstated how he's going to fit with them because i know he's been a little more ball dominant but i honestly think that He's going to be the best version of just a spot up three guy
1: that but you thre- can really He's the he's a mega upgrade over Ro- like the of the Rocco
0: role. Yeah, he he is a well, at least offensively. Yeah. He is he can yeah. do more on yes, the offensive yeah. end than Rocco could. He's he's not as good of a defender, but you know, you have Jimmy Butler, so that's not as important. And uh I think that that's going to that could that could work, but where I see this I just don't see them this is this, They're really young. They're really young. They still young. are like, very young. Yeah. And Bede and Simmons are both really young. Tobias Harris and Jimmy don't have much playoff experience. And Kawhi won a championship. <laughs> and uh, Marcus Soule has played in the playoffs a lot. Um taken down the Spurs before. He is. You know, I think that this was a really good trade for them because, I don't know, Jonas wasn't really going to play much, I don't think, but now Marcus soul I don't think that they need to get a ton of minutes out of him because uh, it's actually been low-key amazing how good Serge Ibaka has been this year. Yeah, but, I yikes. feel like that's...
1: That, I, I, that Surgeon, the Serge Ibaka surge, uh, this, <laughs> I don't know if that, how that looks in a playoff series as much as like I think it's he's a good he's been really good from the regular season but I think he he of anyone in that rotation could get exposed real quick and get kind of phased out of a lineup
0: you know in a playoff series against a team and now that's perfectly fine because guess what you have Siakam who's been great this year and then you you still have Kawhi and Gasol and yeah. I don't know they they match up w- really well against the Sixers in my opinion like I and think the that Bucks. I think they've they maxed well I don't know I don't think anyone no one can play no one can guard Giannis it's a problem <laughs> so yeah, that's
1: you,
0: having Kawhi's, having Kawhi's Marcus the best Saul, version having
1: Marcus all is your rim that being able to clog the paint with Marcus Saul makes me a little uneasy.
0: He's smart. He's a good he's defensive smart.
1: player. He also is excellent at the elbow and he's going Siakam is I think gonna benefit a ton. I I you you mentioned that right away, but that was the one of the first things I thought of was how much more and like they're gonna be able to do a lot more with Siakam now that they have Marcus than they were with Valentinus and like Mbaka. I mean Siakam yeah, can, is going to be, be very and good.
0: With, you can pick and front, pick and roll with those two,
1: and just him cutting though. You could just have Siakam <laughs> backdoor cut, like just have him cutting the basket with Gasol up at the top of the key, just feeding him. <laughs> right. I mean, it's that's going to be. There's going to be a lot going on with the the Raptors. Um, if I mean, to be to be honest, uh, with all of this. Um, I mean I do want to talk to the Bucks the the trade for Miritich really quick cuz it was an impressive I I think like kudos to the Bucks for knowing exactly what they needed and they found probably the best available guy and not having to give up a time mean they turned into yeah Thon, Thonmaker in in some second round picks into Miritich who fills an exact need they had um, and, and helps them out tremendously for what they're already doing. Like, they're just going to be able to run what they've been running so far this regular season at a higher level now. Uh, I and they. Ne- I mean, they needed perimeter shooting to to help with the exact issue that I, I see with them, and you've been seeing the last month is just teams packing the paint on Giannis, and he's still able to score and able to do – all of the you know great things that Giannis can do but it's been it was a little tough for him a little, and just adding another shooter just it's gonna clear out that space for him and, and help with the Bucks. and there was a <laughs> I did see like a heat chart of just the Bucks shooting uh, versus um, just Miritich's heat map and it literally looks like two puzzle pieces of like coming together uh, like the, the, the picture of the heat map is like Miritich is all on the outside perimeter. And that's the, you know, one of the, the bleaker spots in the, the Bucks lineup just across the board. So it's, it's literally just a, a perfect match. Um, hashtag Bucks better.
0: Well, so I didn't really, yeah, I didn't have a chance to really touch on the Miritich thing too much. The thing that's a little concerning is that Miritich hasn't been healthy much this year. So it'll be curious mm. to see after the All Star break what version of Nicole Mira you're I, get. I
1: I feel like some of that was management of him, like playing him because they know they knew they they had made the decision a, a few weeks back that they were gonna move him, and it was it, he was definitely hurt, but it was we don't want him to get and you know that injury to get progress
0: anymore and for us not to be able to move him and get anything out of him maybe i i have no idea but you've you very well may be right in saying that but i'm always right um if we see if we see 80 percent of what you of what new orleans got out of Nikola Mirotic at the tail end of last year and in the playoffs they're gonna be they're gonna be dangerous because he was he was great. Nico and March he was, is is he March he's twenty he five and ten a nine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um all in all, uh I think that the Bucks didn't have a ton to 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 work with towards the deal without putting Brogdon or DiVincenzo up. And they were able to retain those two guys, and they were able to really upgrade and find a rotational guy that can play crunch time for them. And then the Raptors were able to get, uh, I know center is not a highly coveted position nowadays, but uh, a guy that's capable of shooting threes and has playoff experience, and I think it's going to help them. And... Yeah, the I Sixers mean, obviously got the best overall player out of out of all of this, probably. You know, Gasol, arguably, but I mean, Gasol's it's, not it's as fun. good as he was right
1: four years ago. Like he's definitely declined some, but the Gasol one was the him going to the the, the Raptors and what they gave up, and I, I didn't think I, I wouldn't have thought twice if 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 I was the Raptors with what they to upgrade like that was a no-brainer um DeLon Wright's probably the best player they gave a, like contributed to their team and everything but I do that trade every time um because it is and that was the one I think move of you know clearly I want the Bucks to do well and I've thought highly of <laughs> I think highly of the Bucks. From that, I went, "Oh crap!" Like that is the, a move I was hoping that the Raptors didn't pull off because I think that that hurts the Bucks' chances a little bit against them. Like that's gonna make it tougher.
0: Yeah, um, I hear
1: you. If uh, so, to close this, then we'll get on to some of the other trades. There's a lot more that occurred, but um, of these, these so of the East now, where are you? You stacking these teams? Just off the trades and what you think, like when it comes to the end of the regular season, where do you think these guys might finish? Now this is pretty well, we'll be changing this because we have to see them actually play. But how do you like? Well, let's do it based on chance, kind of. Well, how do you like the, of those four teams ranking their chances to make the finals after what we've seen today?
0: I think. I think both I think the Bucks and the Raptors have a really good chance and I I mean the Celtics have been playing better. I know they lost tonight, but they they I think that we're going to see the drama diminish out of that whole thing a little bit uh as the season goes along and I think that they're going to play better down the stretch, but I still think you know the Bucks right now. I think they're going to get the one seed, uh, barring something crazy happening. They're three games up in the loss column against the Raptors and quite a bit above everybody else, and they they've been way way better at home this year. Uh, I mean that's not crazy to say, but like they have a like they're twenty three and four at home, they're seventeen and nine away. So I, I I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks to likely. Be going against the Raptors, or you know, they're. I think the Celtics are going to overtake the Pacers with Victor Oladipo being hurt, even though the Pacers have been playing pretty well over the last week or so. And so, by all accounts, it's looking like it's going to be Bucks, Sixers in the second round, and probably Celtics, Raptors in the second round. And that's fun. I did not think that we were going to see such a a great playoffs the eastern conference we might the first round may not be very fun but we're going to see a very very fun semi-final or sorry quarterfinal
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean if if i'm looking
1: at it from the east like of chances where i'm gonna where i'm gonna where i'm gonna rank them right now I don't think – I I think what I would say is it's – I still am putting the Sixers four because I think they have the toughest task to make it, to to get this thing where they need to go and in the time they have to do it um, before the playoffs start. And I'm just going to give the, the – because the Celtics have the same group and it's really – for me with the Celtics, it's if you get Gordon Hayward playing – Anywhere close to what we, you know, are used to out of him, if if he can just regain any anywhere it's a big near, F. yeah, I mean, but he by the end of this season, if he's playing better, I, I would probably put the Celtics higher, but in, in, unless you know that, I'm putting them as the third, um, and then I'm gonna go Bucks, and I'm gonna say the Raptors with Gasol right now um, have the best chance. Um, if I kno- the, knowing if the Bucks could get the one seed and lock that up, I, I like the, the ability for them to have home court. I think that is huge for this team, who hasn't won, who hasn't made it out of the first round yet, um, and uh, they need to be able to win a playoff series, and then I, I think they'll get the the ball rolling. But I, I think for them, it's pivotal they have a home home court advantage against the especially against the raptors if they were to play them in the eastern conference finals if it's them the one raptors two and you know either way with the the so i you know if they're playing the celtics even i I want the bucks to have that home court you know we saw what happened
0: last year even though that didn't, you know yeah i mean every time they their home out. court game right yeah uh yeah i uh East is fun. Um, the one, the other big thing with the Raptors that makes me think that the, that they're not going to overtake the Bucks is that they're really careful with Kawhi minutes sure, and getting him rest in the pl- and thinking, games.
1: Yeah, but I'm thinking like playoff wise though.
0: Like you're sure. That's fair. That's fair. They have the most experience. Bucks haven't as good as they've been during the season this year, and with a new coach, they have not done anything in the playoffs yet. So that's that's fair. Um, Western Conference yeah quieter which by the way while low-key what an amazing trade deadline like we were talking about what we thought we were going to get leading up to it we didn't see the ad deal which is too bad mike conley didn't get traded which would have been fun to see him go to the jazz or or someone else and play for more of a contender but we saw so many trades today and it was great uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind
1: of the whole th- the idea of AD being traded was it, I was I was worried it was going to be that or nothing um, going into this. So we, yeah, I think probably the what the t- four years ago that was a pretty good the the twenty, um, but that was like the the day before and there was just like a ton of movement of stuff, like the last hour before the deadline hit. Um, this we had like a forty eight hours of. Of stuff I mean it felt like yeah um so yeah let's let's run through some of the other stuff I mean one thing we didn't mention even with the sixers so they also trade uh Markel Fultz to the magic uh for Jonathan Simmons the OKC first round pick that is top 20 protected and a second round pick they get back in return uh from the magic um so I Markel hope that Fultz, Markel
0: just completely turns it around for them yeah, yeah I think it's cool a good
1: i think it's a good restart it was necessary. Jonathan Simmons is gonna help the sixers um add some needed depth um in the wing spot and yeah i think it's that's the type of situation he's not gonna really have any competition with anyone else um for minutes like he's gonna be able to have, play as much as he needs to um hopefully to gain the confidence and to get get somewhere close to what we had thought out of him coming in into the league and really it's it's one of those uh those situations where like you look at him and the i we talked about this a lot and i, I just bothered me but like he, he, when he was playing in philly it was it was dunstreet when they were like giving him the weird like cheering every time he shot the ball or like made a bucket just the whole situation was weird from jump street and uh, I didn't see an outcome where it could be fixed especially with the, the the clear change the sixers have made and like they're ready to win now you can't really develop or, or especially his his circumstances in that type of environment so um I think the orlando fit is a good landing spot and you know i I hope it works for him i i really do that would that would be good but I'm not sold on this as like a
0: absolute. No, we got to see it, right? I mean, we I want to see Markel show I am, that he can be healthy and that his jump shot not that it's going to he's going to play in a game this year or next year whenever he's coming back and it's all of a sudden going to be fixed and he looks like the Markel at Washington. But if we could at least see someone that that has some confidence and can, is not afraid to at least take a jumper and looks like, and is playing in an NBA game just like anyone else and not like a charity case. That's the version of Markel that I think everyone wants to see. Uh, It's too bad that he's doing it for a, uh, a franchise that has not been very good. And (laughs) the other thing is though, if they're young and they've got talent, yeah, Talent, such Bom- a loose word with that team. Mm, yeah. I like Jonathan Isaac. I like Mo Bamba. Okay, they Here's should the have, tra- they should have traded Vucevic today.
1: Yeah, but I, I do worry that. with 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 Markel Foles, uh that he might just like fade fade away into NBA.
0: Like uh, Stanley Johnson,
1: kind Yeah, kinda, I mean, he's like he's just gonna kind of fade off, and we're gonna forget about him if he doesn't if it kind of, the struggles continue.
0: Well, he does need to do something
1: at some point. Um, so let's run through some of these, these other trades here really quick. Um, and we'll just give our quick hits because when we got, you know, one, a few, few that we're going to focus on here, but, um, so there was the, kind of going in chronological order from after the Chris stops and Tobias Harris. So the, Trailblazers got uh, Ronnie Hood for Wade Baldwin, uh, Nick Stauskas, and two second-round picks. That's the first time <laughs> Wade Baldwin and Nick Stauskas were traded this but week. But not the last. But not the last. Also, the Lakers got Reggie Bullock uh, f- from the Pistons for um, oh, how do you say this? Uh, what's the Kansas? How do you say the Kansas guy's name? Oh, boy. I, 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 Fuck. You're not going to get any help from me here. Or... It's very easy to say, and I just don't care right now. Anyway, Lakers got Reggie Bullock. That's all we need to say. <laughs> That's where I'm at with some of these. Anyway, because um, I wanted to get to the fun and stuff. Then we had the um, really strange. The Phoenix Suns got Tyler Johnson Wayne Ellington and for Ryan Anderson from the – uh, it goes to the Heat. The Suns then wave Wayne Ellington. Um, I don't really understand what the Suns benefited from getting um, a big contract for that goes for more years and getting rid of Ryan Anderson.
0: Well, I think that... Uh, they I like Tyler they Johnson? A, they have a point guard now, I guess. Tyler Johnson's their point guard. Okay. I'm not saying it's a great Suns move, gonna but... Suns. He, he's, he is the best point guard on the roster, right? Yeah. I guess. I they're, don't know. They're lucky that or that it's really unlucky that they had Isaiah Can- Cannon poached by the Wolves yeah. oh, <laughs> as yeah. the the fifth point guard on the roster. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Uh, so yeah, that one happened. Uh then we also had uh Brandon Knight, Marcus Chris, um Marquise Chris and a lawyer protected first round pick front go to the Cavs, and Houston acquired Iman Shumpert, Nick Stauskas, Wade Baldwin, and the Kings got Alex Alec Burke and a second round pick in a three team trade. And this is the second time that Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin have been traded now this week. Um, do like that Iman Shumpert? I mean, they just need the Rockets basically just need to acquire as many of those dudes as possible like they just I mean they're kind of all top like if Lance Stevenson was available they would just add him like that's just kind of what they're gonna get I think and what they're able to at this point and put around James Harden
0: like finish your thoughts no I was just
1: saying like yeah that was really just a kind of and they're just gonna have to rotate through the hot hands of some of these wing guys that can play some defense if they're so much shooting from the perimeter, well, like great. Like you're just gonna have to ride those the Gerald Greens, Iman Shumpert types.
0: Well, I'm happy for Iman. I'm I actually get I worry about him way more than I should, just because it's like if Iman gets out of the league, then he's just like so into fashion and so involved with like his wife's career. Uh If he all of a sudden is just not. Not making money in the NBA anymore, then I'm just worried. I don't know right. what his life looks like.
1: Uh, do you, I, I think Iman Trumper will be just fine in whatever he's doing for the I hope you so. just described.
0: I hope so. I'm
1: a, I like Iman Trumper a lot, but
0: that's no, I, that's exactly know. what I'm saying. Is that I like Iman too. It's just he's had a really weird weird path from the Knicks to the Cavs and (laughs) to the the Kings and now the Rockets. He's just all over the place. But that four-year, $40 million contract he signed way back in the day with the Knicks is really, hey, that's not bad money. Yeah.
1: Um, And Marquise Chris gets his request of being traded. Uh, He got traded twice this season. And the the Kings add a, a solid another wing player. Um, they also got Harrison Barnes from the Dallas Mavericks for Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. Um, mid game, yeah, mid game. Well, so there were, the reports were, and and LeBron went to Instagram and kind of complained about this. Which LeBron, I mean, kind of had a chill at a certain point during this whole all of this. He was <laughs> <Yeah>. LeBron <laughs> yeah. was doing a lot the last. Probably 48, 72 hours. Um, but yeah, it's clear the Kings hey, are just loading excited up for a to be back spot. on the court, you know? Something there. Yeah. Because he thought he was going to be on the court with AD.
0: Yeah. Poor guy.
1: Um, but yeah, man, what do you think about the, the Kings loading up and making a push for the playoffs?
0: I mean, it's been a long time. Um, they are really fun. I think that Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes and having shooting and a really good pick-and-roll guy with Willie Coley stein with De'Aaron Fox, like this is – it's a, it's an upgrade for them. Uh, I think that they're going to – I would be surprised if Harrison w- did not re-sign with Sacramento. I think he opts out and Pry signs a three-year deal with them for, you know – $15 million a year seems reasonable, and um, Harrison Barnes is not my favorite guy, but... They want to keep him long-term. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... But long-term, I am thinking is like... Long-term in the NBA nowadays, is, I don't really view as... you could, That could be interpreted a lot of different ways, I guess is what I'm saying. So if yeah. he ended up staying... Him being there for another three seasons, or if it's a four-year deal, whatever it is, um, you know, he... Isn't he did not fit well next to Doncic? Um, Harrison Barnes is kind of a weird player because he's he's not Super Ball dominant, but he he's also not a guy that can just sit on the perimeter and and be a great player like Clay Thompson. Like yeah. I, he's like I get it. Not at no one's like that like Clay is, but you you get the idea. Um, well, he does Harrison
1: he, Harrison Barnes is very
0: good at a lot of things but he's not
1: great at one thing i don't know what the what he does exceptionally well like he's a top you know 10 15 top 20 guy at doing you know x
0: basketball thing right no he's just he's an above average scorer yeah
1: but you don't if you have if harrison barnes is i think you're you need him to be one of your leading scorers. Like, yeah, you're not going to go far. You want him to be your like third or fourth
0: scorer at most. Yeah, he should be your third or fourth option, uh, averaging just under 18 points a game this year, but rebounds, assists, not really do, doing too much for you. He's a slightly above average three-point shooter, shoots well from the line. He's fine. He is pretty good. I mean, I think that if he, maybe he has, he takes a little bit, like the shots shot selection's a little bit better, a little easier shots for him when he, he plays for the Kings and he's not having to do quite as much for himself. Honestly, I don't have a good for feel for Harrison right now because ever since Luca started heating up for the Mavs, it didn't seem like Harrison ever had the ball. <laughs> so I honestly uh I'm sure that he's probably excited to to be in a new situation. And I I think that he could probably read the writing on the oh, wall man. when uh, the Mavs dealt for KP and also got Hardaway Jr. That his days in Dallas were limited. Yeah, and Luca
1: has a whole new starting starting lineup with him now. Uh, with with Harrison Barnes being traded, so got the got the whole whole starting lineup for the Mavs traded in just one off season. Um, other trades having Wesley Johnson. Uh, goes to the Wizards and Markeith Morris and a second round pick go to the Pelicans. Uh, James Ennis uh, goes to the 76ers and Houston received a future second round uh, rights to swap second round picks. Uh, another So the Clippers got uh, Jermichael Green and Garrett Temple for Avery Bradley. Um, Avery Bradley might be getting bought out then by the grizzlies it looks like um so he's a buyout candidate um sca- uh, inconsequential big man trade of scala bc
0: to the trailblazers for caleb sway swinging um yeah i gotta kick out i actually missed that one today and, and heard about it later oh. this evening but yeah i gotta get any thoughts
1: nope cool uh <laughs> um, pretty go purdue uh, the Nets got Greg Monroe in a second-round pick from the Raptors for cash consideration. <laughs> uh, so go Nets, I guess. Uh, then Nick Stouse's Wade Waldron in a second-round pick are traded once again to the Indiana Pacers, and the Rockets got the rights to a person named Marty Lewinen. Whoever that is. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Dorsey went to Memphis and Shelvin Mack, I don't care about this. Uh, Uh, let me make sure I didn't miss any of them before we get to the last thing of the Lakers, the team you were probably sick of talking about, but they keep doing things. Um, so besides the Reggie Bullock trade, they made a bizarre trade at the end of this, um, of the deadline. They acquired Mike Muscala from the Clippers and gave up Michael Beasley and Zubak. And that is yes, the Zubak that was going to be in the AD package and at one point they were trying to, you know, there was debates on Lakers Twitter if they should include Zubak or not. And I think Zubak is a promising player. I'd like him better than Mike Muscala for sure. Um, You know, young guy, though, still, like, has kind of inconsistent. But um, a lot of the reports are they did this move to get rid of Beasley so they can open up a roster spot and uh, explore the buyout market. But, of course, the leading candidate right now, people think, for the Lakers is stay mellow. Mellow joins the Lakers. So Magic Johnson promised another superstar, and they get it in Carmelo Anthony. Um, what do you just, I want to talk about the AD thing just a little bit more, even though I know the last couple episodes, that's like a majority of what we talked about, but like just in general with like this, like what did the Lakers do? I mean, like, I don't know. Like it was, if you're not going to get AD, it it just seemed all.
0: By all accounts, it seemed like they were just bidding against themselves and were raising, like, you know, the only thing they really kind of got reported out of what the Pelicans wanted were all the assets that had been mentioned plus four first round and second round picks, right? Yeah. And I think Anthony Davis is great, but that seems like a lot. Well, <laughs> um well, I do
1: have to say like and it is a fair point that I heard later was just like but you look at how the market and we, like we're talking the Tobias Harris trade and you look at um the um the Kristaps trade like what those guys were able to fetch on like you know, were they on the last years of their deal like and you're getting 18 months of Anthony Davis you know, it is. It, it did give them some leverage as far as uh, being able to kind of ask for a little bit more. And both sides. I mean, I thought the whole thing started getting really ugly because it was clear that the Pelicans were pissed about w- what Clutch was Sports was doing and how they were basically trying to force the the at gunpoint, the metaphorical gunpoint, the Pelicans to trade Anthony Davis for to the Lakers, and they didn't want to be, like, viewed as suckers. Um, And it just – they kind of did all this to try to cause dysfunction within the Lakers, and the Lakers were just trying to show they were trying everything they could to get Anthony Davis. Um, Overall, like, do you – like, where do you you see, like – I mean, do you think there's going to be issues with the Lakers going forward with, like, this, or – and like clearly, they're some of the young guys, and just the dysfunction while LeBron was out, and just everything. Like, it isn't in like a smooth place. But you, uh, like, I don't think in the end it's gonna like they're gonna miss the playoffs now because of all of this. I, I think they'll move on uh, from it. But I just, I do think they needed to add something, and I just it didn't really seem like they had a secondary plan.
0: No. Um but I, I don't know outside of trying to acquire an expiring that can help you this year. I don't know what other options they well, really have. Well, they
1: need help at Point Guard and Center and I don't think Mike Muscala was the answer at center to like help them. Nah, that is really my thing. Like
0: they don't Do you think they need help at point guard? I mean I I don't know. Yeah, I mean they, with Lonzo, I, I mean
1: yeah, they they've, could that's even hit by there. injuries think, at both fairs. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think Lonzo's close to coming back, and if you deal a point guard now, then he's he's gonna play for you for a week or two, and then his minutes are gonna be just almost yeah, but just for depth. But uh, I more than anything, um, you know, like this is a team that I still think they're gonna be a playoff team. I, I think they're gonna be a uh, prize seven, six, seven seed, oh. and. They're going to have a tough time making it out of the first round because the West is really good. Now, if they play the Nuggets, like is LeBron going to lose in the first round of the Nuggets? I mean, the Nuggets have just been better than the Lakers this year. So I I have no reason to believe other than the fact that LeBron has been an unbelievable performer in the playoffs that the Nuggets are just a better team than them right now. But uh as far as how everything went down with the ad, uh, I don't think it was fake. I think the the Lakers and Magic Johnson were trying to make that deal happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Pelicans have no reason other than other unless they were just gonna rob the Lakers of, of a lot of their assets like more than what ad was arguably worth. it's they might as well wait and. I do think Danny Ainge was playing games saying that Jason Tatum's on the table and that their deal or that their offer was going to be great this summer. Uh, for I it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest bit of Danny Ainge was saying absolutely Jason Tatum is on the on the table. Anyone's on the table and this summer that's just not the case and it, it's they're a little bit more strict with, with what they're willing to offer. Uh, so Look, the AD thing is going to be really fascinating this summer, and who's going to be dealing for him versus, uh, you know, because the timing of all of this is going to be really interesting. Like, you could trade for AD, or you, like, if you're the Lakers, you're going to try to trade for AD, or you're going to try to make an offer for Clay. But if you wait, make an offer for Clay, and you don't get a response, then quick enough that maybe you lose your chance AD and like that's nah. just it here's- might be overblown and, and Clay might sign his extension the second that he's able to I'm just saying crazier things have happened
1: here's here's where I'm kind of sitting on this and I, I know I, we had talked about this while kind of some of this is going on but if the reports of like the Lakers giving basically giving up every young guy they have and a couple of first round picks to be honest, I if if that offers on the table, that might be the best offer the Pelicans got. And I just how the Pelicans have been handling this, like it just it feels to me like they're gonna they're gonna mess it up. Like I just have no reason to not feel that way with just everything that's gone on. Um, because here's the thing: so if eighty will not commit to sign to the Celtics, and he is going to be. Basically, like for the Celtics, they would be trading for a one-year eighty rental. Now, I, I understand that they're not that no players off the table, and they would be willing to you know negotiate and talk about really anyone to move. But like, I think they're the ceiling of what they have is tough. And like, ultra, the the question I have for you though is like, do you think the Pelicans had more leverage with the allure of? you know a potential Celtics trade this summer then they'll have when the Celtics can actually trade and when they actually like know what the Celtics offer is cuz cuz my thing with this whole all of this is really leading to the idea that like i if you're you're holding out cuz you want to do a potential trade with Boston and get Tatum. I just don't know if Tatum's on the board, if it's, if it's clearly just going to be a one year rental of AD. I I don't know if Boston's going to do that. I think everything else really is, but when push comes to shove, picks and everything aside, like giving up Tatum and then knowing AD could walk in a year just doesn't seem like something the Celtics would do.
0: No, it doesn't. And, uh, I think I think it's all I think it's all mind games from them right now. I don't I do not know. I do not think that anyone everyone on that team will be on the table. I think Kyrie and Jason Tatum may well be out of talks. And Yeah. Having oh, yeah. said that, I, I still think though that if you have Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart and the picks that the Celtics have and I don't know if you're interested in Gordon Hayward or not, but those the combination of those assets, those will all be there, and I think that's yeah. a better option than what the Lakers have. Okay. So I get I get it from the Pelicans' perspective.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of I don't know if that is a better depending on what the combinations are, but I think if Tatum and like the Memphis pick aren't on, on the table for AD. Like as a, a a starting point for the Celtics package, I don't know if it get, does. I think the Lakers offer starts to look better in, in just my eyes of like what you're going to be able to get back and where you'll be at as a franchise post trading AD and everything. I it, it seems to me like yeah. it's, you're you're almost but, setting yourself up better by going with this the Lakers route than you would be
0: with some of that like with some of the Celtics um assets but yeah but for all we know the Knicks are going to have the number 1 pick and apparently AD is interested with them and so if all of a sudden you say all right Zion and and a future first and Frankie Nicotine and wh- whoever else like they might have something too so it's going to be interesting to see but we sh- we should move on yeah. to um this yeah. this uh so beautiful Bulls trade quickly. Before oh, we talk I about did All-Star. forget about the Bulls trade. I skipped ahead because
1: you and I—we
0: have been arguing about this. You and I see this differently. I think I'm in the mi- minority, so I, I will recognize that. That many I didn't. In, I did that, that, not
1: intentionally save this for the end. I kind of just whizzed by because there was some other of this. I always really was focused on making sure I got all the Nick Stauskas, Wade Baldwin trades.
0: Um, right off of that whole read, sure. you 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 got to make sure everyone's aware of those. But I mean, my take on the Otto Porter thing was so that the I, trade.
1: So the trade of people, what? Well, so it was Otto Porter to the Bulls for Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and a second round twenty twenty three or something. They have <laughs> second round pick to the Wizards. So, yep. so say your case ultra of
0: why you my hate case, Otto Porter. I mean, I think that Otto Porter is—he's um, putting up numbers like uh, like an eighth man. Essentially, he's averaging twelve point points a game. He's he yeah, an eighth man worth twenty eight million. Um, he uh, I, I I get the argument of you know the the Bulls were were not going to be getting. They were not going to be attracting the top tier free agents this offseason that that was not going to happen. And so don't use your cap space on long term shitty contracts that are going to cap strap the team in future seasons. Um, You know, Otto Porter being on uh, on twenty seven, twenty eight million dollars owed for the next two years certainly is not cheap, but it is short term and aligns well with the rest of the Bulls court. I get that, but what I don't understand is that auto porter pride makes you slightly better, which I don't think the bulls really want to be. So if I'm, if the argument is that, yeah, use the cap space to get a veteran well, there are cheaper veterans out there, so you can get, you know, that's pretty simple. Um, and if you're gonna, like, if you're going to take on a contract of that size, you're doing the, the Wizards a huge favor by taking on that contract. And the Wizards, I think, we're looking at Otto Porter pretty highly, and I think the Bulls got duped a little bit because, in my opinion, Otto Porter should have been, in order to get that contract off the books, unless it was in exchange for an equally bad but maybe shorter-term contract... Jabari Parker? It, it should be... Attached to a, a first round pick, but Jabari's a a year. I mean, I, I he's don't got know. a player
1: option for next, a team option for next year. Team,
0: right? So no team is going to pick up the twenty million dollar team option for Jabari next year. So that's Wizards might. Sure, I'm sure that they got rid of the twenty eight million dollars from Otto Porter so they could pick up Jabari Parker's twenty million dollar option. Well, next it's
1: one year. less year they because because it's a team option versus. I mean, Otto Porter's got. This season next, and then he's got a player option after that. Right. And they were not going to trade Otto Porter, really. There were a lot of reports where they were not going to move Otto Porter, but because of the John Wall trade and just, or the injury and this, where they were seeing things, they decided they wanted to get under the cap. And, like, yes, Otto Porter instantly
0: became the target to move with that being the goal. Right. But I'm, I, Firmly believe that if the, if the Bulls hold on to cap space and go this offseason, when they go into free agency, teams get desperate to get rid of, of bad contracts so that they can sign the free agents that they want in the offseason. The Bulls? Bulls? No, but I'm saying the Bulls have... They can absorb those contracts. with they still picks, accumulate assets, and then that's that's the way to rebuild. Not they still have 19 take, million of cap
1: space, even with you know working out. They'll they they would have. They don't have enough anymore for a full max player, but they would have 19 million about in cap space after considering like adding, getting drafting a guy like everything like and still help a team.
0: And still, you have that option in some ways. Yep, I get it. I just i I would not have gone about it this way, but well, they ha- having having a uh, having a veteran that. I mean, when you say can Otto help Porter, with the culture issues that the Bulls have, then I mean, I get well, it. It's, I don't think Auto is
1: fixing. I mean, but like Otto Porter is twenty five, so it's not like he's. Some, like, well, but, I mean, he's been in the league now for six, seven seasons. Um, I will say this. Like, when you're talking about poor, like, everyone's instant. Like, the first thing they say about him is his bad deal. Like, that is the worst attribute he is bringing to the Bulls is a bad contract. It's not a contract the Bulls, you know, offered him. But it's it's a byproduct. It times out with the rest of their core. When you look at, like, Laurie coming up and all that, which is, I mean, you were saying, but um, I don't... The the argument about the lottery chances, though, like, it's not like having the worst and being the third worst record. Like, it's not... In the, the, the This is the first year of the new rules. Like, if you're the worst record, like, you only get a 14% chance now um, at that number one overall pick. So it's not like you're sacrificing that much um, of a chance. And, you know, I think if, as long as the Bulls are in a position, yeah, be in that top three, it's really – it's another top-heavy draft. But I think as long as they're in that top three, they'll, they'll get a, a quality player. Um, and I just think uh, you had redundancies with with um, Bobby Porris and Jabari Parker on top of like, you know, what they do versus what Laurie, um, his role like it was just redundancies at that position. They clearly made the decision they weren't going to sign sign Bobby Portis or like they thought the market for Bobby Portis was going more than they were willing to pay. So they got something of value and a guy that's gonna be able to help them. I think in a more expanded role, Otto Porter will be better than he was with the with the Wizards. He's also been battling a few injuries this season, so I think that's affected his numbers. Um, But I mean, he's just—I mean, he's a—he's an analytical guy's, you know, you know, favorite type of player, and you know, he's a three and D guy who will help them. and yeah, hurting the chances, I'll, try, I'll say this, Jim Boylan is going to make sure to help the Bulls be in the Zion William, Williamson market all the rest of the season. He will do it one way or another. Um, and today, you know, during their press conference, they said that Jim Boylan is going to be the coach this year and... Next year. So we have that now. They have no yeah, intention least, of moving and, on from Jim least, Boylan. At
0: least you got that to look forward to. Right. Uh, Tibbs, death and
1: light. But, um yeah, so really, right. I mean, like, the last piece that I had with it was just that when you look at the Otto Porter's fit, like, when everything's healthy, I think for a middling, like, still rebuilding team, like, if they have it be Wendell, Lari, Otto Porter – Zach Levine, Kriston. This hypothetical, like that, at least is like a framework of a, a starting five of like what you'd want to build to. Now, those roles, like that's just like you're gonna want to upgrade. Like eventually, if you're gonna be a NBA, like you're gonna be a contending for a championship, you replace Otto Porter with a better player, but at least you could establish once you get a real coach later as well. Um like that role is at least established and then you just have to find a better version of Otto Porter. But then at least Laurie and and Wendell Carter, like they know how to play with that type of guy. Um, so, and it's just, yeah, they're not there. They, they, they finally waved the white flag of, they aren't going to attract a major free agent right now in their situation. And it's Despite kind of saying positive things about the Bulls making of a transaction, we still have that fire Garpacks, energy till eternity. Um, and I, I do still think they're making up a lot of this on the fly. And there's not really a plan, vision, or focus on, like, what they're trying to build this roster out to be. They're just going one transaction at a time and used car salesmen explaining to us why they're doing it and how
0: you know what they're doing as a plan. I'm just looking forward to you begging for this contract to be off the books in like a year or two. So we can we can table it. It times out when. well though when they sign when they when
1: Larry gets his rookie extension, they'll have cap space like they can do it where they can fundamentally they could add a big time veteran then and then sign Larry and like everything and like really mold the core then. So there's it doesn't hurt a long-term plan. I just hope there's different people that are making that that actually have a vision, and it's not, hey, two all, dudes saving we, their ass. For all we
0: know, uh, Bulls front office is going to have a meeting with Lori, and he, they're not going to like the direction that and he gets and How Dallas. he feels about the team, and then they're going to have to ship him to Dallas. You mm-hmm. know, like you all year team. Hey, it could you happen. stay
1: away from my Finnish prince, Mark Cuban. The All Star
0: Draft happened tonight. It did. Well, we're gonna close and, out. Well, uh, we
1: got that, and we got the KD press conference. What do
0: you want to do first before we close out this pod? Uh, let's do the KD cr- press conference thing quick. Um, he just doesn't get it, uh, and like I, under- I understand, like on a personal level, where where he's coming from. Yeah, uh, but. To be so frustrated and to lash out after like a, a a great win where they just really ran train in the third quarter and took care of the Spurs uh, was was kind of out of nowhere I thought but you know KD is is emo- an emotional outspoken guy and you know he decided to speak up and uh, just didn't yeah really after make sense nine days of up. not not speaking to the press
1: talked yesterday for three minutes and basically just like. Complained about their coverage of him and like you know his decision next season and um, the next called out Ethan Strauss for an article he wrote about him and just overall just went off kind of on everyone that was in the the Warriors media room
0: and uh, yeah I didn't I didn't agree with it um, I don't really. I don't really under, like, I, he just doesn't, he's not really getting how, <laughs> how important he is and that, how his decision impacts the entire league. Sure. And, uh, like, it's easy in the moment, uh, to, to say things out of emotion, but the, like, I just don't think he understands how his decisions impact everything well, else. And it's, it's kind of unfair. Cause what do you expect out of reporters? Like. Well, Look, but he, they – he could squash this in one second and just say like I'm going to re I want to resign with Golden State. Well, and
1: boom. I don't think he needs to say that either. I just think it's
0: like just give use give the
1: answer non-answer of like I, know, I can't make any decision, you know, on my future till July. Right now I'm focused on us winning our third trade championship and making history. And you leave it at that and like you just keep answering it that way or in some way that like Eventually they stop asking you if that's really what he, is annoying him and frustrating him. No one really knows is, like, really what I got out of the whole thing. It's, like, no one knows what he's, why he's upset. He just is. Um, and, like, the Warriors are just going to probably figure out a way to, like, move the the spotlight away from him a little bit because they do want to be, you know, win three straight championships and do have that accomplishment. And they're not going to let this – you know, affect that. I I mean, him in general, though, like, since he's been on the Warriors, yeah, just has not seemed to have had a good time. You know, and just everything that he thought he was going to be able to do once he started winning championships hasn't been there. Um, And it's just, it's the weird thing to me is, though, he is self-aware. And it's like, I think he gets the deal. It's just like there are moments in his career and, like, Since his time with the Warriors, where he's like frustrated because he just doesn't want it to be about that, and he wants to just talk about basketball because, and like how he's playing on the basketball court, because that really is is tough to be critical of him, you know, in any way. Since he's been on the Warriors, he's been excellent since he got there, worked hard. Like just from pure basketball reasons, like that. it's it's tough to argue with any of the results you've gotten out of him since he's come there. And it just, it, it, that is really what I think a lot of it boils down to is it's like, anytime there's a lull or like it's, it, I think for him, it, it kind of felt like to me, he was coming from it. Like whenever you guys get bored or like, don't have anything to write, like you're rehashing all this stuff about me. And it's like, why can't we just talk about like the, the basketball portion or, or why once there's nothing but the basketball to talk about, you bring this stuff back up to kind of reignite clicks and, you know, all of that and the aggregating of stuff like.
0: Yeah, that's all annoying, but. It is, but still it's a part of the deal. Tu- he's touching along a lot of stuff that is not an individual reporter's fault. And it's no. It's not fair to just be attacking people.
1: No, at and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, whatever it is, but it's the deal he signed up for. Yep. Agreed. So the draft, uh, the all-star drafts, the, draft. Draft. the tel- Giannis, first televised LeBron,
0: draft. LeBron gets the first pick. He takes KD overall, first overall. Um, I was really surprised to see how far Harden slid. I think he got ended up getting taken uh, ninth. And um, all in all, what, what were your thoughts on the starting five? Let's start there.
1: Well, I just, I guess my overall for all of it I mean I don't really have like for each all the picks and all of that. I mean I think clearly, uh well first I'll say I was embarrassed by myself as a twenty seven year old uh grown ass man how I was behaving watching Giannis uh draft his team. Um it was very giddy and um just you know, just a proud guy of How far Giannis Giannis has come that he's drafting an all-star team, I think he did fine for his first one. Um, I think overall, Team Giannis, um, if anything, uh, what we can say is Giannis was trying to teach LeBron a lesson or two in loyalty, uh, something LeBron really needs right now, Um, whereas LeBron was just basically drafting his uh, free agency wish list of guys. He... Pretty much took everyone that's an eligible free agent except for James Harden, <laughs> uh, and Giannis. I mean, they were able to do a trade, you know, after the draft for Russell Westbrook or Ben Simmons to get Russ and Joel Embiid on the same team, which was one of Giannis's goals. Giannis and also did
0: not seem thrilled by that.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know he kept to his word to take Steph first. Uh, with his first pick, and then to draft Chris uh, Middleton with his first pick in the reserve. So, Giannis, a man of his word, uh, something LeBron could learn from, and I think that good mojo is going to help Team Giannis. Um, I think Giannis's team, he went with all the international guys. Um, I think is a cohesive unit. They're, they're going to fit well, and Bud and him are going to be able to, do, you know, put a team together. And they, they've got, you know, guys that all can you know play together. LeBron's just got. A fantasy team. And as we all know, guys, it's not fantasy. You know, fantasy basketball doesn't translate on the court. You know, tell me about team chemistry and being able to play with guys and you know your roles. I don't know if Team LeBron has that.
0: Well, I will say on paper, they're a little more star studded. So LeBron, KD, Kyrie, Kawhi, Listen, James the starting five. Listen. Anthony Le- Davis, Clay no. Thompson, uh, Damian sure. Lillard, Ben Simmons. So that's the first nine. Um, okay,
1: guess what? LeBron's going to be too busy trying to convince all of those guys that come to L.A. that he's not going to worry about or, or even focus on how they're going to play together in this All-Star game. Giannis on the other time, he was drafting guys that are going to work hard, who are going to play hard, and Gian- Team Giannis is going to win. Team Giannis will win the All-Star game.
0: I bet you twenty dollars that lebron's Good. team wins team, yep easy okay
1: and i'm gonna All donate right, well, that twenty dollars to Giannis's charity does Giannis have a charity well they're playing yeah. whoever wins the the money goes to the charity oh okay i for, i i don't have in front of you what each of their charities are right now but um they talked about on the beginning of the the draft uh yeah, Giannis does need to work on his uh in between pick commentary is the only critical thing I have to say about um his his job today.
0: Uh I mean I liked him calling out LeBron for For the A
1: D thing. He's like that's just yeah. for yeah. Oh no, Giannis has got it's the jokes. Tampering.
0: It's tampering. Yeah. It's tampering.
1: His whole I team like was that. an all tam LeBron literally drafted an all tamper team list. Like every single guy is a basically out yeah, like I said, outside of James Harden is going to be a free agent and all at some point have been rumored or linked to joining the lakers and lebron yeah i love he's it he's trolling That's, all of us right in front of our effing this faces. is what
0: this is what all-star weekend is for yeah recruiting uh yeah about winning i'm a little sad that the that this has been a really eventful two weeks leading up to the all-star break i'm a little bummed that it's over but i'm excited for all-star weekend next weekend um. And uh, your bucks are in pretty good shape, and you're happy with Otto Porter, and I'm pissed all good about everything things, else
1: Bulls related. I yes. will say the only pick I didn't like about Giannis they took uh, Valentinus or I mean uh, Vucevic, but he's a little guy. Decided to go with all the international dudes.
0: Yep, and you know respect. I get it. Uh but we'll uh we'll definitely be doing a podcast next week. Uh talk, maybe talk about the All-Star game a little bit and I'm sure there'll be something that happens um, between Kyrie or A D or someone leaking something over the next week and we'll we'll be here to talk about that. But thank you everyone for listening. We uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, at the point forward, NBA at gmail.com at foolish Kill on Twitter. And uh, we appreciate the support. We'll talk to everyone next week.